Okay. Uh, we should have Marmachimus is a Peleyites that was sent. I believe that was 15 and 14. You have Perik Bey's Pasuk Aleph, which is where we are in Shevtim. Does everybody have it? If you don't, please see something, say something. If you don't see something, say something. Mendy, you uh, see it there? I'm assuming yes. Okay. Let's begin. We finished Parak Aleph last week with the areas, or some of the areas that Klai Yisrael did not conquer and was not conquering. And unfortunately, this is going to have a very negative effect on the general arena of Ruchnius and of course the fact that they're there, Kananim and Plishtim and the other ones are going to give them the ability to strike back, which Apidercha Teva could always happen, but so far they were supposed to be conquering it. Lamay Lamidercha Teva. Which Marimre Kamis time we use them? Because my 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 uh, my Kamis start on the Paragimel. Sadik, yeah, you want to comment on that? You have one that says. You have one that says uh, Perik Bays. Yeah, maybe the one before still had it. There's one that says, uh, something that says, Shaftim 122.27 from April 5th, and I see that will have the beginning of Perik Bays as well, first few pages. Won't account for the middle of Perik Bays. I'm going to move it now to the shared folder. Okay. Okay, thank you. And, and it continues, it continues through the rest of Perik Bays also? Because it was sent in a number of Maduras. Okay. It looks like it goes through Perik Zion of Perik Bays. And the one after that, what number would it be? Because there's one after that, Vayamas Yahushua, which should continue through Perik Bays. Yeah, that's number 12. Okay, so 11, 12, and then it would go to 15. How far does that go? 
itself goes through a positive chot phase. Okay. And see, after that, you have. Okay, so 11, 12, and 15, basically, right? And then the Peleiades is which one? 11, 12, and 14. 11, 12, and 14. The Peleiades is 15? I believe so. Okay, good. So we're all set? Okay, let's begin. So Perry Bay's Pasuk Aleph is the first... Musr that's given to Klai Yisrael and written down in Shaftim, and the Musr is given to the Navi. The Navi is going to be identified as Pinchas, and he's called in the Pasuk Amalach Hashem, but here Malach doesn't mean as in angels. We'll see why in a moment. And it means somebody who's sent as a Shliach and somebody who appears, not a coincidence, that Pinchas is compared to a Malach, especially Pinchas Hu Elio, who is the Malach Abris. So there are many Ramazim, but it does mean Pinchas. It can't mean a Malach, as Rashi and Farshim are going to explain. A Malach doesn't speak to a crowd. A Malach speaks to people who are able to receive Nevoah. And that's not Shayach for Gans Klai Yisrael, Rebbe Klai Yisrael, you can't come and talk to hundreds or thousands of people. It's not Shaykh, all of them are receiving a Nevoah, except for Maimon HaSinai, of course, where they were given the Madrega, even though it's not possible that everybody would naturally be in the Madrega. You'd have to go through all the steps of the Mesir Sasharim. So, this Malach will be Pinchas, and he will do a Chazara of what the plan was, who wanted them to do and where they're falling short in order to wake them up. And as you mentioned, whenever there's any backsliding, which often is part of life and there are ups and downs, a shliach will be sent. In this case, it's the Navi giving them a direct message. Often throughout Shaftim and throughout life, throughout history, it's in the guise of an enemy who's attacking and there's a tsara Layalainu and they wake up and they do tshuva on Nenashefet to sent to save them. That's going to be the theme of the ups and downs in Shaftim, which will uh, parallel uh, the national existence of Klai Yisrael. And of course, that uh, mirrors the individual avoda. Uh, the good news here is that there's always tshuva, there's always tomorrow. The other news is that the more we do beforehand, the more we can avoid the problem in the first place. So that's a pretty important backdrop here. So let's see the Pasik. Aleph Vaya Malach Hashem in Agilgal El Habaychem. It's called Baychem Al Shem Asid. The Shem of the Makam will be Baychem because they will cry after they hear this very serious Musashmuz. And that's the proper reaction. The other reaction could be denial, pushback. It's not our fault, it's your fault, it's somebody else's fault. And Rahmadul Islam people uh, can blame uh, Kavyachal himself. Baruch Hashem. This is a very chash of Adar, and despite the mistakes, their natural reaction is that they're crying and they're already making plans to make amends, which is almost the best-case scenario after hearing such a drasha. Rashi says, And the Mepharshim explained that it can't be a Malach Mamish for the reason we mentioned, that 
you couldn't be talking to a crowd, and it refers to a very special individual, in this case, the Navi Pinchas, who, according to many shittas, is Elio, and almost as close as you can get to a Malach, or somebody that becomes sort of a Malach later, it's a Shaila, what Elio is, Malach Abris, he's a Malach who could come down and take human form, although Malach might be able to do that, Elio was known for that, so to speak. El Rashi says, Shem Mokom, and the Shem Mokom is Al Shem Ha'asid. Vayemer, next page, just say page four in your handout. So Rashi, if you look at Ella Eschem, Kach Haisadaiti Mitchila La Leschem Mimitzrayim. The reason Rashi is explaining over here is because Allah Eschem is Lashen Osid, and if Pinchas is telling over the history of what was, it should have been Lashon Avar. So Allah means that the Navi is reviewing what Akash Baruch Hu's plan was. The Dimian would be like Az Yashir, which is supposed to be Lashon Avar, but also looking to the future. The purpose of Yisins Yisrael is Kabbal Satera and to bring you to Yisrael so you can be the Amenivcher in the chosen place to fulfill mitzvahs, the best place to keep mitzvahs as we have many, many sources in the Ramban, keeps in mind, the Chumish is Yisrael. And that's only going to work if you expel the people that are there who took it in the first place via Geneva. They conquered it from shame, and they have done every Avera in the book, so to speak. The two worst nations in terms of low levels of Ruchnius and Shir Tumah are Mitzrayim, where they left from, and even worse, the Zion Amim and Yisrael. So a tonight Kofel and taking Yisrael has to be that either they're being Makabal Zion Mitzvahs and they're surrendering and staying, which at the end the Gavainim sort of did by trickery, and the other option was to leave, which Gagashi did, and they were smart, and the other option, which we weren't looking to do, is to fight, which we ended up having to do, and it was much more protracted than it should have been, which is what we're dealing with now. So, Rashi clearly says the message here, The purpose over here is to be married to the land, and you need that place, Badafka for Yeruchnius, and integral to Yeruchnius is first Suomira, and that is get rid of the Avarazah, and other Midas that they represent and everything they're practicing. And if you don't do that completely, it's going to seep in, which it is starting to do already. And hence the Shlichus of the Navi. Let's go back to the Pasuk. And Klai Yisrael is Klai Yisrael, the Yom that will never change. But the easy or easier way of doing it, which they weren't finding that easy because, as I mentioned, we're not Beteva, a warlike nation, and misplace Rachmanus comes in, and then natural human laziness comes in, and we conquered a lot, and Yeshua did a lot. We're here already, and not making any noise, and we'll charge taxes, and that's good enough. But it wasn't good enough, and it's going to cause tremendous problems. So the introductory pasuk here is that you're taken as the Amanivcher to the Mokom that's Nivcher, and it's a deal, you always will be Klai Yisrael. And if you don't do the right thing, I'm not going to trade you in, which is paramount 
to the existence of Chai Yisrael, but it also means that you have to be warned and then Rahman Islam punished if it doesn't work because I'm not going to sell you. Uh, every Navi reminds us of that in the Shivat and Chemta, but before the Shivat and Chemta was a Chorban. And the din is you can't make a bris. Making a bris means any form, whether it's on equal footing or even if you're subjugating them, they're paying taxes, but they're still here. That's also making a bris, as you mentioned last week. Not only should they not be here, you have to destroy destroy all the mechaimets, what they did of Arazar, every mezbeach, and it has to be complete, and it has to be not in one day, because the Pasuk tells us we don't have enough people yet to fill up the entire land, and we don't want the animals to take over, but Lamaisa, this slow it's not supposed to be. Strongest three words you could find in the Muslims thus far. What'd you do? What are you doing? What are you thinking? So Rashi explains, Now, this is very important. General Hashkafa and Avedis Hashem, Hashkacha Pratis, and the Nisim that were promised, promised Nisim when he came to Yitzhak, Nisim Gluyim, the Nisim that we have as the Amenifcher that were still here. We spoke about this, the Drasha. Before Shabbos, the biggest nace, Meshach Hachma points out, is that we're still here. A uh, sem on 70 wolves and the fact that we still survive, despite everything that's going against us, is itself the biggest edus. Lamaisa, on a higher level, that would be done in a way that is more pleasant and in a way that's even more open. And Rashi says that Ata Marti Ba'api, now that I have Kaviachal, the anger against the fact that this wasn't done right, which is an Avera unto itself, and you are making Brisim, which is an Avera, and that wasn't the plan in taking over Eitz Yisrael. So now it's going to fall to a lower level, more B'deach HaTeva, and as the Apostle is going to spill out later. Now you're going to have to fight the regular way, because if you want to do this as a regular conquest, and you want to make decisions based on what you feel politically is correct, and the way the winds are blowing, so now you're going to be not completely left to your own devices. They're still going to have Siat Shmaya, they're still going to have Nevi'im for a long time, they're going to have the Shaftim helping them when they cry out, but it's going to be a lot slower and more difficult. That is true, if you look at the Chavis Lavav, if you look at all these farm on B'tachon and Amunah, the shadow relationship, Hashem is at sale, the relationship we have with the Kaj Baruch Hu, the higher the level, the more Ashkach HaPratis, the more we'll see it. We want to back down on that level, the more we try to do things, the more Ishtadlis we do, in a way, brings the need for more Ishtadlis. And then it can go deeper and deeper and sink deeper and deeper, and that's going to happen. And they read the Sederis, the relationship is in Hagdama that you're always going to be Klai Yisrael, I'm always going to be here to protect you, Akash Baruch Hu says, but there's an easier way to do it. And it could be less painful. So this Pasek Gamamati, Rashi says in three words, Ata Marti Ba'api, what's coming now is an Einish, even though you're still going to have Siat Shmaya that is going to work. After all the ups and downs in the period of the Shaftim, we're going to come to Shmuel and Avi, keep in mind, in Shmuel Aleph and Shol, 
and then David and Shlomo, and we're going to get it done. Israel will be conquered, and we will have the base of Mikdash. Shaili is, do you have to have Sefer Shevetim as thick as, as it is with all the lessons learned? Well, now we have to learn the lessons. It's a learning process in terms of various choices. Every time we make a choice, there's a cause and effect. And even if we get to the Tachlis, there are many ways to do it. And we're supposed to learn from the lessons of what's easier and what's harder. Easy and hard is a very difficult thing to define. In modern society, whatever's easier, we look at uh, something we could do quickly, instant gratification. The whole purpose of Chamisha Chamshatayra and Kema Mitzvahs and the lessons in Navi is the main lesson. If you work a little harder at the beginning, it's easier in the end. And most people think it's Fakert. So that's Can I ask uh, a general question? Yes. Uh, this is quite general because it, it goes really across in general Hashkacha. Obviously, Hashem put us in a position after Yoshua was Nifter to be on our own, to just have our own leaders guide us with Tochacha and, and so on and so forth. And obviously, He knew that we were not up to the task. Well, 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 that's, that's, that's Hashem's idea, and our Bechira is never a steer. So okay, if you're so asking yeah. Hashem, what Hashem knows we will do, we won't do, what you're asking is important, but keep in mind the Shaftim were not official positions. Now, it's supposed to have a king, and had we gotten gotten through this quicker in the best possible way, we would have gone straight to the prayer of the Malachim. That's a of The Shaftim are really ad hoc, if you'll call it, Great people who came and were made in the to save Klayasol and were sent by Kaj Baruch Hu, when we cried out in Tshuva, then they fixed it and it worked wonderfully for 40 years, for 80 years. And as I mentioned, the period of the Shaftim, more than 50% of it went actually quite well. The fact that we needed this, needed the particular Shaftim to come, give the Musa, and then if we didn't accept it, have a Tzara from an enemy and then do Tshuva and then have it fixed, is our Bechira. So Akash Baruch Hu set up the scenario, this could have gone either way. Okay, coming, coming back to today's events, these current events as it's happening now, the problems that we're having in Eretz Israel today, is that a result of because we took it ourselves and we're not supposed to have it? Well, well, I'm not, you don't even have to get into that, it's possible. You don't even have to get into that. The natural problems in Gullus are Gullus conditions. And everything that happens is based on the performance of Ruchnius. Our performance, uh, previous Deiris, how close we are to the Gula. So everything is done through that calculation. Nothing's in a vacuum. And yes, we're on the Madrega now where we need somebody standing there with a weapon and you have to do basic Ashtadlis and all the other Ashtadlis we do for work. And, you know, you look at the Rambam's description of the average Balabas and he says the, you're working three hours a day and that covers everything and you have nine hours to learn and here's how you split it up. He's talking to the average person in Klai Some people do that. Most people don't. That's get a function of as you have more Hirshtadlis, you need more Hirshtadlis, and that's also functioning with Zadaris. So everything that happens is a function of waking us up, slash Kapara, slash Nisayim. And this is the first time we're seeing it because since we left Mitzrayim, the Averis caused an immediate reaction. It was very, very clear what happened. Somebody rebelled against Gaj Baruchu a few minutes later or a day later. He got swallowed up into the ground. That's pretty immediate, pretty obvious cause and effect. 
as you continue and you walk into Yisrael and the Yardane splits and Ace Nigla and the walls fall in Yericho and Ace Nigla and you conquer most of what you set out to do, that's going to be obvious we're doing the right thing. Yeshua bin Nun already had a cheshpin that it's going to go a little slower so he can stay around longest. They don't go off and they're under his leadership. Great cheshpin, but incorrect. He meant well. And after that, because he's not here, then the rest of the dar is nifter, as we saw at the beginning, and then they're left to their own devices, but not without leadership and not without clear direction. And basically, they are still fighting, as we saw in the previous sukkim. But they're doing 90% of it, and they're leaving part of it to, okay, this is tiring, and the Gaim seem to be not making too much noise, why don't we leave him here for a while? And the Navi is sent right away, due to the Madrega, to have a Navi come speak to you with Dvar Hashem Gavaldik. And the, again, the reaction here is going to be as, as good as a reaction could be, it's not going to translate into deed until they actually become uh, a nation under siege by the first enemy they're going to face, which we're going to see soon. Let's go to Pasek. Yeah. So it Pasek Gimel, the Gamma Marti, the, uh, it doesn't, the plain chart of the Pasek doesn't seem to indicate what Rashi is, uh, is commenting, that, uh, that, that it was actually said in anger. Where, what, what clued Rashi into to uh, stating that that's what was going on, that's the... Uh, because the end of the Pasuk, look at the end of the Pasuk, it says, mm-hmm. So had it just meant what the original Pasuk meant in Chumash, that it's going to go very slow, because they want the animals to take over, and that's a, that's a good thing, then the Pasuk would end. But it says, Which means, now in my anger, Rashi says, it's going to be more difficult to dislodge them, and it's going to cause further potential collateral damage because the longer they're here, the more it's going to have an effect on Yeruchnius because of the threat to the assimilation. And that's exactly the problem because of their lack of Ishtadlis in terms of the speed that was necessary. This reason, the reason Hashem warned them is that they're, they're very bad people. The atmosphere is polluted. You've got to get rid of them. And the slower that goes, the more of a chance is that it will pollute. And then, Hayu Lechem Letzidim. And Elohim, you lamaikish, them, you look at the Mitsudasim, says Lush and Sadiyah Ritsan Lama let's say they They're gonna be dangerous as they stay because they could rebel, which they will do. They will try to do, sometimes successfully short term. Their Avodazaras will be a Maikish for you because you will turn to it and see what they're doing in their society and the weaker ones will copy it. So Rashi says that's why Gamamati is Atamati Baapi. This is a result of you're not doing it with enough reasons. Pasik Dalad. Vaihi Kidabra Malachashem as Dharma Ela El Kalbane Israel Vaiswa Am es Kailam Vayivku, hence the name of the city, Baikim. And again, this was a positive reaction. They realized that they were wrong, and the Navi was speaking the Dvar Hashem. They knew who was talking. This wasn't a Navi that has to be tested. This is Pinchas, well-known. Well-known in Klai Yisrael for getting things done. And they took it in kind that they should be thinking about it seriously. You look at the Metzidus, David, at the very end, last of Amasha, Lamaikish, that's going on the Avodazaras, Lamaikish, Ki Tiyu Toyem Achareim, and the Mitzud, this reminds you, this will be a snowball effect that because you didn't get rid of them quickly enough, you're going to be enticed by their Avodah and then that could cause you to be Nichshul again, to be Nimser Biyadam, because the only thing you have over them, the only reason why you should be able to dislodge them, 
is because you have a Kosh Baruch Hu promising that you'll be able to do it, but that's only if you're doing Ratzon Hashem. On paper, for an army to come in and dislodge seven very strong nations, this wasn't Stam Seven Nations, every king in the Middle East had a palace here, this was a very well-fortified area, and people were interested in keeping it that way, but on paper, you should not be able to dislodge them. And so far, they've had success, tremendous success, but if you don't finish it, there's a chance that this could start going in the other direction. Pasuk next page. They cried, they thought about doing tshuva, they brought karbonus. And now, this is very rare for Navi, the Pasuk is actually going to go back to Pesukim that we had in Yeshua. It's extremely rare. But... The Navi does this to show you the contrast of what momentum was built up under Yeshua Ben-Nun, what they promised to do when Yeshua Ben-Nun gave them his farewell address and his address of Chizuk, and where they fell short. Pasuk Vav, V'yishalach Yeshua es ha'am v'yechu b'nei Yisrael ish l'nachalosoi l'oreshes es ha'aretz. Yeshua had conquered, we'll call the mainland as opposed to the no islands that they still have to get, but the main portions and the main... Uh, Mekimus of resistance, if you call it. And then each Shevet had now the job to go clear out the rest of their area. Yeshua Benunim by Baruch which he did, to do the lottery, show everybody what they had and what they had coming, where the boundaries were within each Shevet, and then charge each Shevet with getting it done. And each Shevet had their own internal army, and they had the capabilities of doing it. Capabilities, again, on paper, it was a formidable task. With Hakadosh Baruch Hu's promise, it would have been relatively easy. Rashi says, "Vayishalach Yeshua Zamaisa Haya Muktam." This is from before, a flashback, so to speak. El Lafisha Bal Loimar Vayasu Hara Hischil Loimar Kain. Yeshua Kishemais Vekibul Fun of Lavad Hashem. In that last meeting, Yeshua Benun again brought them under the bris, so to speak, and repeated it. Sholchom Ish Lanachalosoi Vem Avdus Hashem Kol Yamov. And for the rest of Yeshua Benun's life. They followed everything to a T, which means they would come out perfect. And then the others came of that generation. And the Ra here is relative. Get the misimpression again, which is what you do whenever you read Navi quickly, which is why we read very slowly. You get the misimpression that as soon as they died, the Zakanim of God, Yeshua Benun was gone, and everybody did Avodazar. It's not true. Very few, but enough there was Arvis, and they should have known better, and the ones that were doing it. We're doing it after going to the Ashkama minion. You'd ask them, they would say they're absolutely orthodox and they happen to dabble a little bit. You know, orthodox people speak Lashonar. Do you ever meet somebody who speaks Lashonar? Hopefully not. If you do, you don't say he's not from. They looked at themselves as, okay, uh, we, we're going as fast as we think we can, which was not really true. They were fooling themselves. And they're not really having a bad effect yet, and we're working on it. The Navi here is coming to tell them, the Dvar Hashem, that this is very dangerous and it's seeping in and right now it's a little and it could become worse and it's going to have an effect and even if most people don't officially go off, if something negative from the Umazolim seeps in, that's going to affect your Avedis Hashem. We've been in Gullis a long time and that has had many situations where it displayed its ugly head, so to speak, and we're not impervious to it now, despite the wonderful things going on in the from community. We're still more part of society than we would think in terms of Ashkafas that are not correct that seep in. So again, Pasik Vav, 
and they're mandated to go take care of it themselves when they need to shave it. And after Yeshua Benin died, they still stayed kemat perfect in their Avodah during the Mezikanim. It says here, Yerichu Yamim, Rashi's going to point out in a moment, they were Mayrich Yamim Benat Shonim, which means that Kufa afterwards, the Zikanim wasn't that long. Achare Yeshua, Shero, Eskol, Maisa, Hashem, Agodol, Asli Yisrael. And this is still the generation that saw the Nisim Gluyim of what happened in the Midbar and Kriya Sayardain and coming into Yisrael and conquering Yericha all B'derech with very little Heshtadlis. Bear in mind, they walked around Yericha seven times and blew a shafer and davened well and the walls came down or sunk in would be better. Question? And that was an ace Nikla. What? Question? So don't we have a, we have a measure says that David Amalek was to have the most B'tachin right. because he he actually did the Heshtadlis all the way through and he had a greater B'tachin than Chizkiah who just slept, went to sleep on the night. Yes, Isa, yes, so, so we did We did explore that Medrash. Over here, they still had to do Heshtadlis on the ground. They had to go fight. Yeshua Benun said, okay, here's your Nachla, this is for you, that's for you, here are the borders, go get it. They still had to go fight. The problem over here is it's going slower than the terrorists said it should be going and they simply stop after a while even though they still had able-bodied men, they were able to fight, and he said good enough for now, Terry says we gotta subjugate them let's charge taxes, and the locals were very happy to pay and stay, that was an option, that's making a bris they thought, and if you'd ask them, what's your heter they say, we're, we're accomplishing maybe in 10 years we'll take it up again we gotta rest a little bit, and we gotta plant vineyards and enjoy ourselves, they didn't realize it was coming from not a timetable they were allowed to set, but Laziness in Yitzhahara, and then they had to continue, supposed to be continuing to fight right now, but with swords, but they would have taken over. Instead, they just said, okay, uh, pay us a thousand goldens, and we'll let you stay now. It seems like the assumption is, is that if, if, a, if a, the sea split, that's greater than, than, them, than them just making the bridge and crossing it. Uh, that was just a show of strength. The next battle of Ai, which they happened to have lost because. One person did something wrong, and Klaiso was on such a high madrega that it really caused the problem. But after I, they succeeded. By and large, they succeeded. It was still, on paper, if you look at it and you look at the armies and the numbers and the fact that you're an invader and they're very entrenched and been fortified for 40 years, they should have lost most of the battles, not all of them. So the nace was that they were winning. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't have to show them Nisim Gluyim because they all saw it already. And that's like famous Kasha. Why don't we have Nisim Gluyim just every, I don't know, 25 years or so, every generation or so, just to keep everybody you know, on their toes. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did it once and we have a Messiah for it. And that's not a lack of schus. That wasn't a promise that you could have Nisim Gluyim every generation to show you in case you forget. That the the pasuk I think in Chumash says many different times, Pesach Seder and Laman, the Nisim were done to give over to future generations, and he got to Lebincha. That's not a surprise. That's not happening. What's the problem is? You know, if you're asking why the more Nisim Gulim they didn't see it, they're supposed no, to go no, fight. It's Nisim Gulim a higher madrega than, than doing it. Not a higher madrega. It was a one-time thing. It was almost a continuation of Maimon Asinai. Maimon Asinai, you see, Sisrayim was all Nisim Gulim, right. more than you would think were even necessary. It wasn't necessary. And uh, Hashem did it because He wants to show us for one time. And all the thunder and lightning and everything happened in Maimon Asinai also were uh, not quote unquote necessary. They were done to show the Nisim Gluyim and have the Gilu Shechina. The entire period of the Midbar was a continuation of that. 
up into Advar Bechal, going into Yisrael, and the splitting of the Aradain, and the first battle, so to speak. But that was the end of the Tukufa. But that's, not, that's a higher Madriga, though. It, it wasn't a question of higher or lower. It was a question of Baruch Hu, one time in history, showing he controlled nature to be Megala, that Hashem created the world. It's a different and It's a different, it was a different reason that it was given. Now, they had enough success on the Yeshua to understand that, on paper, this doesn't make any sense, and it's happening because Hashem promised, but Hashem promised based on the fact that you can't be charismatic, and you've got to do it in a quick enough timetable, and it's very doable, continue. And after Yeshua ben and Zikhanim weren't here anymore, they sort of accepted the surrounding locals, a town here, a village here, and they said, it's okay, they're not so bad, and if we let them stay here, we control enough, and it's fine. And it wasn't fine. That's the, um, that's the problem, which we're going to see as the story unfolds. Let's um, go to Rashi in Pasuk... Zion. Asher haricha yamim. There's a kingdom after Yeshua benun. Lifter asher haricha yamim. Yamim haricha shanam lo haricha. Why is that? Why weren't they zeicha to the younger ones who were not 110 or near that when Yeshua benun died? Should have lived another generation or two. Uh, they weren't myrich shanam. Lefishnes atzlu behespedoi. Very very important. Insight, there was a side problem. Yeshua ben Nun was Nifter. Remember, Reisha ben was Nifter and Chumash Aram was Nifter and the entire Klai Yisrael, I don't want to say Sat Shiva, but Shiva means seven days. They spent 30 days mourning him as a national mourn for 30 days and that would be fitting and it was fitting for leaders like Meish and Aram. Yeshua ben was a continuation of that and they didn't give him the same covered and they should have, or something close to it. And the reason they didn't is because everybody was busy settling and building houses and planting vineyards and enjoying Elam Hazeh, which, on the one hand, they had to do, but Gashmias is always the balance between how much are you attached to the Gashmias and how much is it taking over your life in terms of what's not necessary, but you're enjoying it too much and you're forgetting to do what's right. Yeshua Benun was Nifter, and it wasn't ignored, but it wasn't focused on because everybody was getting lost in their new homestead and their uh, fields and their vineyards and their houses. And apparently that was too much, even though they had to build houses and plant vineyards. There was an earthquake, actually. And many people were killed. There was an immediate retribution when the Hespid was not done for the Godel as per the covered that they should have been showing him. And again, this very delicate, this is a very high level that we're demanding of this generation because they weren't such a level. And on the one hand, they were given the tzivoy to conquer Israel and to plant and to develop, which they were doing. The question which only they could have figured out had they really been looking into the recesses of the Neshama is, are we too involved ignoring our ruchnius, our learning, our focus on covered chachamim and the like? And that was a taina that, again, because they were so focused on the Gashmias, ended up becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy that now the generation that could have extended this era of ruchnius on that level that would have got them over the hump, now left early. Same backfiring, so to speak, of Yeshua ben Nun's own cheshman of trying to live longer by going slower. And then it ended up being shorter, which left them more in the dark, so to speak, of that vacuum. You can't say vacuum of leadership, because they were supposed to be governing themselves, which they did primarily, 
successfully, there wasn't mayhem, but they could have used the tutelage of this generation for a little longer, and the generations that came themselves didn't do the hespedim and show the proper cover to Yeshua Benun, so then they were taken earlier, and then the madrega was dropped earlier than it should have been, and that left them wanting. They're not alone. Hashem is a promise. Every dar, no matter what generation, no matter how much Neskatno there is, every dar has their leaders. And part of the concept over here is to see the value in that and respect them and go to them to get the Hadrachal. And if you're not recognizing the loss, then that itself is a problem that can compound the problem. They had the leadership. Pinchas is being sent to give this Musr, and they're going to have it. Lederi uh, Deris. We still have it, Baruch Hashem, today, even in the dark Gullus. But they're woken up to the fact that Yoshua ben Nun is gone, the Zikanim are gone, and the Navi is now doing Chazara. Pinchas is saying this over. This is something that we know. Yishlach Yoshua is, is almost a reprint of what happened before. Pinchas is trying to show them, don't unravel the level that you have quicker than you should, and if you feel that you're working on it, but you don't have time to fight the next battle because you're planting your vineyard, and this is part of it also, and you're too involved in your own Dalaramis, and you're not doing what's needed for the Shevet and what's needed for the national interest, and I'm sure that played a role. doesn't say Beferish, but that would follow based on this Chazal. So where was everybody? Why, why weren't they having committee meetings? Well, committees, you'd never leave Mitzrayim, as the famous joke would. So you don't forget the committee. Why don't you just continue the formation you were going in? The army already is there, and you have a clear mandate to continue conquering. What happened? They came the next day, and there were people in their backyard. They say, hey, Chaim, uh, you're coming? Is that nah, tomorrow we'll take care of it. I'm, my vineyard is just starting to look good. So there was a certain focus on their own Dalaramis without a responsibility to the entire Shevet and the national responsibility. That was a problem also, and that's always a balance. Everybody has their own needs, and you have to know what's important for the clown. Sometimes that takes sacrifice. So... I want to still spend a few minutes in the Peliites since we sent out the copies and everybody has their Marmachemis and we started uh, 10 minutes late. So I assume nobody's wanting to do carpool, unfortunately. Unfortunately, whichever you want to say it. So we have another uh, five minutes. If you can take a look at the Peliites and anybody does not have it, please say something. It starts page one on the entry of Shalom. Next to Tikluk, we're going to do is Shalom and Sinna. Both very important for Yemei Sfira, in terms of Achtus, Aftavech, Kamecha, we spoke about before Shabbos as well. If you didn't see the link, Michael was nice enough to send it out again last night. And we're going to build on that, Amir Tzashem. So save the Marmachemis we just finished with uh, in the Navi. Uh, print it out if you can for next week. The last Pasuk we saw was Pasuk Zion. And we're going to continue with uh, Pasuk Ches next week. So I'll make a note of it over here. And the Pelier, it's again, page one, the entry, Ice Shin of Shalom. Let's begin. Ksiv, Bakesh Shalom Vratfehu. This is an imperative, not just a nice description of somebody who's running after Shalom. It's a chiv. To not only make Shalom when you can, but to run after making Shalom, to exert yourself. Make the first move, so to speak, which nobody wants to do when they're in a fight. We just mentioned that Spadim of Aaron and Moshe, they both had 30 days of Espedim, and the Pusik mentions that there was even a greater Ava, that doesn't mean Aaron was greater than Moshe, they were Shokol, they both did the maximum of what their potential was in Ruchnius. Aaron naturally was even more 
loved because he was the one running around making shalom. Meshar Benu was doing the din and giving over the dinim. But Aaron Lamaisa was Meisa Nefesh for what he did, and uh, he felt his job. So many tie-ins in Chazal and what the uh, Cheshen on the Lave represented. And that's why it's brought down here. Tamid Roshal Aaron, Ayyav Shalom, Roedev Shalom. Contrast that with the picture we have, by the way, of Kainim, who are tremendous reason, and it mentions a few times in Mishnayas, they also had a, a temper in a positive way. They were Kanaim, Pinchas, was a Kainim, is a word of the Guna, because it was Kanaz. So put that with Aaron as the classic Ayyav Shalom, Roedev Shalom. It's not supposed to be a stira. A Kanaim is just supposed to be a Zoru to stand up for what's right. Pinchas was given Brisi Shalom, ironically, after he had to execute someone. That's why he needed Brisi Shalom. First of all, the Shalom is all. He didn't do it out of anger. Or he's not a hothead. He did it because sometimes making Shalom is sidelining the people who are making Machlekes. One of the few Heterim you have, Tok Lashonahara. General Lashonahara has a Heter for Ta'elis, direct Ta'elis. And then there's Lashonahara that is set on a Baal Machlekes after you try to make Shalom a number of times and he's just a Baal Machlekes. And he's always making division and He's always uh, making trouble, so then you says talk Lashnar on him to sideline him, to get rid of him that is out of the picture. So sometimes that has to be done, and that's not a steerer to Ayyav Shalom, Vreydev Shalom. The focus of this particular piece is going to be on the Shalom aspect, not on the sidelining or execution aspect. Ma'amari Razal Bashas Madrashim Perak Ashalom Sifri Musa Malayim, Zivi Idun Yagidun. You look into them and their message. They will tell you and speaks volumes, and he will bring down some of it. How important Shalom is, almost at all costs. Again, almost, because sometimes it's impossible, and the person is not interested in making Shalom. You can't make treaties, you can't make Shalom if there's no second party. You can start off where the other party is not interested, and work on it, and soften them up, and make headway. That's very day Shalom. If it doesn't work, you have to stop dealing with them, and, and put them out of the picture. And you have to know your enemy, and you have to know who possibly could be your friend. So let's leave out the Umas Eilam and Gullah's conditions. Most people can be made into friends. And if you recognize the godless of Shalom and how despicable Machlekes is, you will try your hardest. The classic case of a Redev Shalom is only a person who has to go out of his way to get it. He's going to say, if a person naturally is calm and he's not having any mechlegs in anybody, he doesn't get any big rewards necessarily for being a Reidiv Shalom. Reidiv Shalom is a person who has a problem in front of him and he goes out of his way to go after Shalom anyway. Shalom barach mimenu v'hu Reidiv Acharov. L'zei yikari ayiv shalom Reidiv Shalom v'yahalu b'shara maisav. The person who doesn't find it easy, like any mitzvah. If it comes easy, you get schar, baruch Hashem, count your blessings, but if it's not, that's not a reason to stop. That's a reason to go after it uh, with a plan. And l'pum tzaragra. Hinei, So Peliyad says, often if you tell somebody who's embroiled in machlekes, sir, why don't you get with the program and why don't you try to make shalom? Aleyadatem l'shamata, kama gadol l'shalom, kama sani machlekes. He says, why don't you try to make shalom? Often he will answer as a defense mechanism. Classic answer. If you tell him, sir, why don't you try to make shalom? He says, I'm in shalom myself. He says, it's not my fault. All the people around me are always annoying me. So he thinks he's a Rediv shalom. 
we're not doubting that there are people who are annoying him, and there are always people annoying. The question is, how far can you go out of your way to make Shalom? Kosher Kishol Kinnon, he says, they're annoying me and they're getting me jealous, and it's not my fault. That's true. We should tell the other people, stop annoying him and stop making him jealous and be considerate and don't put it in his face. You have to talk to both parties. Aaron had his famous uh, claw, which he used every day. To be Meshach and Meshach, he used to go over to Reuven, who was in a fight with Shimon, and tell Reuven, you know, I met Shimon the other day, and he was telling me how bad he feels, and he wants to make up, and he wants to make peace. In theory, yes, uh, Shimon's Neshama would say that, but whether that conversation happened or didn't happen yet, it will happen. It's a different story. And he told Shimon, he told Reuven, he told them both, and then when they met, as Chazal tell us, they both were interested in making peace. That's mutter and suggested. You've got to be smart, and you have to be able to do it in a way where you keep your credibility. Apparently, Aaron kind of did that all the time, and nobody caught on, because often there was a beginning of a conversation that Aaron had, and there was elements of uh, truth in there, and he knew how to do it. Afatamalois, you should tell him, if this was easy, it wouldn't be so much schar in trying to make the shalom. And so many iserim atoli and not making shalom. Sina and haftavech gemeicha and nakama and etira and lashon hara. There's so many benefits to making shalom, and so many issues when a person is not working on it, and so much collateral damage. Hareza daimel lamisha imelo min hashamayim imtiyeh b'shalom implani chaya techi elav shanim. So Pelayetz always gives you real things to think about often in money, and if not, in schar, or in years. And he says, if somebody promised you a thousand years extra of life, if you make shalom, you'd grab the opportunity. And if he told you that being in Machlekes is dangerous, you'd stop. And that's schar v'ainish, but we know it intellectually, and it's hard to keep it in mind. Tasa Machlekes, take of Thomas. Shabli Safek, kol yizbo v'ayaneka b'einav liyaz b'shalom negadot elas ha'gadosh l'olomus l'chiyos elav shalom. Elav shanam, and you would grab the opportunity, and you wouldn't want to get hurt. We're talking about Elam Haba. The downfall of many people's Ruchnius is when they're embroiled in Machlekes, because not only do they get involved in Averis Chamuras like Lashon Hara and Rachilas and Sina, and not being in a position to be a Mekayim after they become bitter people and they end up doing things which they would never imagine in the beginning of the Machlekes they'd ever be capable of. And they're certainly not people who are, at that point, focusing on their ruchnius. K'day Liskus, next page. Sacha Tayv L'Olam Abba. Shiyafa Sha'acha Ashal Kairas Ruach B'Olam Abba Mikol Chayel Mazeh. Alachs Kama V'Kama K'day Lassas Nachas Ruach L'Yetzroi Shlachachas Isboru. And when there's lack of shalom in Olam Hazeh, on earth, among people, it causes a lot of kas, Kaviyachal and Shamayim. You know, Dishman Esrei ends with Sim Shalom. Chazal say, it ends like that, because after all the Bakoshes and all the Shifas Vruchni is the Kli, there's Machsik Bracha, Shalom. Without that, nothing's going to work. And that's important. How something begins and ends is telling. And if a person makes the attempt, there will be a breakthrough, and the tall mountains that you didn't think were scalable will become very small, and the area and the path that was twisted, Akov, will become Misha, will become a straight path. But like any mitzvah, any haschalov, any 
Arian Ruchnius, Kalos Kalos Kashus, and somebody's got to make the move and somebody's got to try to get the parties together, which he's going to discuss in the next paragraph. You would think in this particular Tkufa, this wouldn't be a problem. Because how can you fight with somebody? We can't even see anybody. Social distancing. Well, maybe that has mitigated. In many ways, it has exasperated the situation, both in the Dalarabis, when a person is in tight quarters of people, sometimes it can be challenging. I've had many complaints on how to deal with that. And often, when you're not seeing the other person and you can't really feel like there's a chavrashaf and you're just fighting through email and texting, that could also be an issue. So, we're not out of this Nisayan, and as long as somebody's human and breathing, this is part of social interaction, whether you're supposed to be distancing or not. Social interaction is half of Tayyag Mitzvahs, half of the Lysasseis and the Asseis, and it's not just Ben Adam L'Chaver, as we explained in that same drasha a few days ago. It's the cornerstone of Nachas Ruach HaKosh Baruch Hu. Hashem wants humanity to get along, it wants his children to get along, and our mitzvahs, Ben Adam are not something you could separate from Ben Adam So the more you work on this concept of Shalom and the Red of Shalom, the more it'll help not only the Ben Adam but also the because the two are absolutely uh, tied into each other and essential, and that's his Lashon of Yeshalachis, his Baruch, it's not just causing Kas, that you're not keeping the Hilchus Lashon Hara and Rechilus and after Yechamecha, it's going to affect the Neshama and it's going to affect all the areas of Avedis Hashem. So, certainly a primary thing to work on, especially during Yemei Sfira. Mitzvah Shem, we will continue uh, tomorrow night with the Inyani Chavola. Just as a uh, coming attraction, I will get, I hope in the next uh, couple of weeks, I copied a part of the Messias Hashem, Perikid Gimel, which is about the issue of Tanesim Sigufim, which you had asked the other night where that fits in, in terms of the Rai of Chavola from Anazir, not drinking wine for 30 days, and the Heter to do that. So we will expand on that as well in Mitzvah Shem in the coming weeks. Have a good day. Atzlach HaRabba.